I'm Patricia Pierce. Welcome to the Evolutionary Activist Podcast. We are living at an important moment in our history, a time that is calling us into a new way of being, a new consciousness from which a sustainable, just, and peaceful future can arise. In this podcast, we explore ways to help that future take hold within ourselves so that together we can help it come forth in our world. Hello, evolutionaries, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. I wanted to share with you today a little bit about a talk that I heard just a couple of days ago by a woman who teaches at the University of Pennsylvania, and her specialty is evolutionary psychology. And the talk that she gave was called From Selfish Beginnings, The Evolutionary Origins of Human Cooperation. Her name is Dr. Corin Apicella, and she was talking about how the human species in a very, very short period of time has had an incredible impact on the planet, of course, as we know. But what is unusual is that our species has been so successful in so many ways, and of course, we also know so destructive in so many ways as well. But she was noting that one of the things that sets humans apart is cooperation. We will cooperate with those who are outside of our kinship groups. And we practice altruism. And she asked us, how many of you have ever given to a charity where you, ne- you didn't know who the recipients were going to be? And of course, everybody raised our hands. And she was noting that that's extremely unusual that we have this capacity and this inclination oftentimes to give, even though we're not going to receive anything back from that person in return a lot of times. So she's been exploring this aspect of human cooperation and doing all sorts of studies, particularly among a hunter-gatherer society in Africa. And she has worked with these people over a period of 15 years and has studied them extensively. And this is one of the last remaining hunter-gatherer cultures in the world. And she's done these studies where, first of all, this is a nomadic people. So they they move around. They're, they're in Tanzania. It's where they live. And they'll move around across a wide, wide area and settle in groups where they will remain for six to eight weeks and then they'll move, but they don't move as a whole group. So people will go and join another group and there's this fluidity in their society. Well, what she has done is she has found a way to measure different individuals' inclination to cooperate. And I won't go into all of the technical details of her study. But what she was doing and has been doing is measuring people's inclination to cooperate, particularly to share food. And she's been tracing this over a period of several years and watching the same individuals as they move in and out of these different groups. And what she discovered which I found particularly intriguing and something that I wanted to share with you today is that she found that individuals may have very high quotients of cooperativeness, but then when they are in a different group, 
their level of cooperativeness will depend upon the group that they're in. So that their level of cooperativeness does not stay constant as they move around in and out of these different circles of relationships. And the, the reason that I thought that was so intriguing is we find ourselves right now in this cultural moment where the cooperativeness and the inclination to be kindly disposed towards others seems to be declining. And when she mentioned that it was actually the people that we're with who determine how cooperative or how generous we're going to be, it made me realize that that, I believe, is one of our tasks in this moment and where mindfulness and our mindfulness practice comes into play because we are in a cultural environment right now that is disinclining us to cooperate. And it's disinclining us to think kindly and behave kindly towards the, quote, other. And so this is where I think we really need to be aware of what's going on in our own minds so that we can choose differently, so that we don't just follow the cultural patterns and kind of get on board with this animosity and this vilification. And that really, I believe, is one of our major roles, those of us who are interested in being what I call evolutionary activists is to not go along with this cultural current right now, but to choose something different and to choose not to participate and not to feed that divisiveness, but to maintain our own core and our own values and to live those out in the midst of a culture that may not be encouraging us to do that. So to transcend this idea, actually, of the, quote, other, and to recognize that we are one people, and to really stand in the truth of that, I really do believe that that is one of our crucial, crucial contributions in this moment, is to swim against the stream of this current that is taking us into this extreme divisiveness and polarization. So along with this, I saw on Facebook recently this political cartoon that showed Trump at the border between the U.S. and Mexico, and he was building a wall. But the wall that he was building wasn't along that border. The wall that he was building was across the U.S. And the caption of this cartoon said, Trump's actual wall. And when I saw that, I was like, uh, yeah, yes, there is this wall of divisiveness that is going up, that's cutting through the heart of our country. But the thing is, as I thought about that cartoon, I thought, yeah, but the cartoon seemed to indicate that this was one man's wall, <laughs> one man's wall of division. And that's not true. Because one person can't build this wall alone. It's not possible. It requires the participation and the endorsement of many, many, many people who want to help build that wall, that wall of us, them, cutting through the heart of our country. And that, again, it just made me, again, think about how our task right now is to refuse to participate 
in our own minds and in our thoughts and in our words to refuse to participate in this narrative of division, in this narrative that has us pitting ourselves against each other. To not succumb to this narrative of hatred and animosity and vilification. So that wall that is being built, that's dividing the country, is a wall that's being built by people on both, quote, sides. It's not a wall that's being built by the people in the red states or the people in the blue states. It's a wall that's being built by people on both sides of that political spectrum. And so this week, I, want, I just would like to share that image with you and this talk that I heard, because I do believe that this is a trying time, and especially right now when we've got these impeachment hearings going on, it's a time when we really need to tap into that that mindfulness and notice what's going on in our own minds and notice whether we are in our own minds succumbing to that narrative of vilification. And that's not to say that, you know, all unlawful behavior is okay. That's not the point. The point is, are we seeing other people as an enemy? Are we dehumanizing other people? No matter who they are, are we dehumanizing them? If we are, then we are contributing to this moment of cultural crisis and cultural division. So I share those thoughts and I leave those thoughts with you this week to just ponder in your own mind, in your own heart, whether or not you're helping build that wall that's dividing this country or whether you're helping dismantle it. And until next week, I bid you peace. Peace.